Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Everybody to the Lazy Geeks podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas. Adam Riley. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. Y'all motherfuckers already know. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't have the fanfare. Adam Riley. Oh. I'm sorry, I was going to introduce myself, but so many panties are being flung at my face, I couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, where are you? And a dude's boxers. Yeah. There's always that one dude. (laughs) Do you wash, dude? Exactly. Like, wash them first. Come on. (laughs) Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, man. Leave it up to you. I think um I think uh final countdown comes on when I come out. But the the elevator music version. Oh, I know the music version. Did you ever see that video that I sent you it had that um I think it was Norwegian or Swedish guy who was like a one-man band and he was playing final countdown yes i did see that and did you see the video that i sent you with the russian dance team twerking <laughs> yeah. both are as cult both are just as culturally important <laughs> culturally relevant and uh really makes you go hmm okay <laughs> Some, sometimes when i'm feeling a little down I put on the video of the Russian dance team twerking, and I just feel better afterwards. <laughs> just want to point that out. Just want to get that out there. And then a little, a little weird, perplexed even because Russians are just doing it better than we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure like Putin makes them. Uh, we must work better than the Americans. <laughs> he has a concentration camp for twerks. In communist Russia. <laughs> Dancing twerks, you! <laughs> that uh, it's like somebody collapses from twerking. It's like send they go and they start whipping them until they get back up and start twerking again. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Jesus, I'll do that here. <laughs> Don't stop the party. Each one has its own individual monitor of uh, Smiley Cyrus. <laughs> No, like, it, but the video was so nice because it was actually like there was a, there was a whole dance thing going on, like, and most of the time when you see people twerking here, it's just let me see how hard I can bounce my ass, <laughs> and that's it. That's all that happens. But do you really need anything more than that? You don't. But it's not about what you need, but more about what you didn't know you wanted. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know. it's like Netflix, right? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know you needed this until you see it. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, speaking of something that's 
you didn't know you needed until you saw it. <laughs> uh, Star Wars. Um, there's always things about the internet that make you sad, and then there are other points that just make you so damn glad it's around, you know? And this weekend that came out this video, somebody took the time and went ahead and made a Star Wars trailer using the whole trilogy set up to the format of Guardians of the Galaxy. So it had it both, both those songs in there. And it actually was extremely badass. Like, you looked at it like, oh my god, this so fucking works. And when it's like, uh, what did it say? Uh, uh, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. And then the music's going, and then she says, you know, the, you know, la- um, I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. And then it cuts out to Han Solo going, laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> <laughs> it was cut like. If Star Wars was coming out today, yeah, that's how the trailer would have been cut. Because trailers back in the day were boring as shit. Oh yeah, it just showed a little piece of the movie and said, "And you had the deep voiceover yeah. <laughs> this summer." <laughs> Not even that. It was like a happier voiceover back then. This summer, it was like Casey Kasem did all of them. <laughs> Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just saying, like, like this summer. Watch a zany group of characters. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> uh, but if you haven't seen it, I put it up on our Facebook page and our Google Plus page. If you have seen it, go see it again because you know you want to. It's, it's just, it worked so perfectly. And I was like, it almost seems like you, you could have us go, every movie needs to have this now. <laughs> every movie needs to come out with this trailer. <laughs> uh, so. You did something kind of interesting this week. Don't I always do something kind of interesting? Not usually, but this I was actually <clears throat> surprised on how quick it happened because you just had mentioned it to this me weekend? last time we did the this podcast. Is, I don't know how many times I've t- I run my fucking house. Right. <laughs> just nobody else knows it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the key. Um, my 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 desk was always in my bedroom, right? That I share with my wife, and. Um, my, I have four bedrooms, and one is a playroom for the kids. The kids always want to be in the playroom because that's where the big ass TV is, mm-hmm. you know. So they were sleeping in there for a few for a few weeks because they're on vacation. And I was like, "Wait a minute!" I was like, "You know, babe." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You work." Gotta nights. throw that. Gotta throw that in term of endearment, just to kind of. This is the thing, though, is you you have to make it so it's it benefits the woman in some way. Right, right. She's not going to go for it because they really don't give a fuck if you want it. You True. Know? So um, I'm not speaking for all women, just, you know. But he is. All of them. So <laughs> I said, uh, you know, if we convert their old bedroom that they're not using into a dedicated just bedroom, then you'll be able to sleep during the day because she works at night. Hmm. You can go in there, lock the door, get some sleep. No reason for anyone to go in there. Right. And she's like, yeah, it's a good idea. And I'm like, then I'll move their computer into the other room with me and then it'll be like a computer room and she's like yeah that's a good idea blah 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 so bam office nobody up my ass because every every time i recorded this fair podcast i always know my wife is out the store fucking pacing waiting to go to bed and of course any other night she'd fall asleep on the couch or she'd fall asleep with the kids but of course when i'm in here with the door locked yeah she wants to sleep in here you know so. you know she's gonna be on the sleep on the couch when you're done i don't give a fuck where she sleeps she can't sleep in the office that's all i care about <laughs> she's so. sleeping in front of the door of the office you open the door <laughs> what the fuck i kick her hey make me a sandwich while you're there <laughs> right but uh, I am um, so I have an office. Basically, is what I'm saying. Lots of space. No light. No, there isn't a light in here. What the fuck do I need a light in here? Computer <laughs> I, screens. Exactly. I get enough light from the monitor. That's right. And then I wonder why I can't see shit. <laughs> I get enough ambient light from myself when I walk into a room. Jesus. Just glowing on these bitches. <laughs> what do you? What do you have? Extremists in you or something? <laughs> I can blow fire and shit. <laughs> I have uranium soap. You. <laughs> Fucking Homer Simpson. Nice, healthy, green glow. <laughs> but uh, you're doing something 
in interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, I've basically like most people that buy movies and shit, and just you know, you, you, being a geek is a very expensive venture, <laughs> and uh, so there's a lot of times where I'll have I have bought DVDs and then upgraded those to Blu-ray or you know, what have you, different collector sets or, you know, the like. So I have a ton of extra shit. I used to give Adam a bulk of my, uh, the bulk of my shit when he was here. <laughs> like, hey, do you want this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the bulk. I mean, there was quite a, there was quite a few, quite a, quite a lot of stuff that he was holding out on, to be honest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I have video games that I don't play anymore. I have some old games, you know, like, uh, uh, GameCube and PS2 games and some PS3 games that I don't play anymore. And they're just some that I just like, like, well, I could sell them to GameStop, but I get like a buck, maybe 50 cents for them if I'm lucky. And uh, so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to start selling some of this shit on eBay. So now I'm going to put some of these, you know, movie sets together, try to sell them. I was like, you know, hey, get this pack here or um, hey, two unopened games here, buy these because I had gotten two of them you know, like for the holidays or what what have you. So I just said I'm going to start doing that still. I'll sell them on eBay. So I'll be probably selling like DVDs and shit, um, some video games. I maybe even sell some of my old comics because I have like some cool like little sets. So it's like, hey, this storyline, you know, uh, like I found uh, Grant Morrison's Superman. I have a couple of issues of his in one of my, in one of my um, uh, containers. So I was like, oh, I could go through some of these and start selling. I mean, you can't really sell them comics anymore because, you know, they don't get a whole lot. But you never know. You find some gems that could actually get you a fairly decent cash. Yeah. So figure, make some cash while I'm cleaning shit out, basically, is what. <laughs> well, in, in the spirit of helping you out, any of those old consoles, you know the address, right? You <laughs> send those my way. <laughs> And how's that helping me out? <laughs> I'm clearing space. Don't be a dick. I'm trying to get, do something for you. <laughs> I'm trying that to take them off your hands. That reminds me, my Xbox is like, I, I think weeks away of just fucking breaking. Oh, yeah. It's just freezing all the time, fucking up. <laughs> uh, it's going to be time. Lonely Road. What, are you going to buy another refurbished one? No, I'm going to buy a PS3. Call it a fucking day. <laughs> yeah, you done with a, the Xbox. You can get a refurbished one for pretty cheap now, right? Yeah, I'm done with the Xbox, so. Yeah. Let's just say I've had six. Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I've broken intentionally, well, not intentionally, but it was my fault. One. Right. Because I spilled soda on it. But other than that, they all just crapped out. I'm like, no. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still on my first one. I'm still on my one PS. Uh, no, I know. There's tons of people I know that they only have one, you know. But see, mine are on like all the fucking time, you know. But my well, I meant I, I meant my my one uh, PlayStation Three. Right. <laughs> I'm on my second Xbox. Oh, see. Yeah. Yeah, you have the original PlayStation Three, and that shit's yeah. still working. Yeah, that fat, the fat one. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I mean, sometimes I think it it taunts me when I'm playing a game, and it's like, so you got. Is that all you got? There you go, bitch. Come on, come on. Don't be a bitch. Come on. <laughs> and then I just turn it off and walk away, and then I just hear it go, uh huh, that's right. That console is ridiculously big, too. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> stupid how big it is. <laughs> almost as wide as my cock, but you know. I, almost. Almost. Almost, you know. almost, yeah. But uh, yeah, I know. It's the fat. It's the one you can turn on its side and, you know, play that way. It's, I think it's fucking ridiculously. It's still heavy, but dude, fucking. Never lag time, never any issues with it acting up or anything like that. Yeah, my PS3, I had the Slim, the first Slim. Yeah. And it uh, it works perfectly, and it was, like, always fucking on, running a movie or a game. The only reason it broke is because my kids jammed a bunch of coins in it. Oh, yeah, that's asses. right. So. Yeah, and, and once you buy your PS3, you'll have a game to play. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, because I have Grand Theft Auto V sitting in my fucking closet since Christmas. I look at it sometimes and pretend. I still haven't even... I've never played that game. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, 
Yeah, it was actually kind of weird. I mean, Adam, I, I knew that a long time ago. Whatever. I did. Um, but uh, one one thing for certain, Back to the Future is a great movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, yeah, the science is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, ridiculously accurate. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, I never really noticed the whole Twin Pines Mall changed to Lone Pine Mall. Never really noticed that, and I just you know you see Pines Mall and then you know it, it was just yeah it, you know I, it, when he kills as, as I adjust my glasses you're not a real fan. <laughs> <laughs> I can recite lines for that movie all day, all day, <laughs> like forty year old virgin, right? But but yeah you know if you have never noticed it you know. Um, it's one of those things that's it's one of those subtle changes because that's what that movie is when the future changes it's a lot of subtle things you know things that you can't tell through the picture like when you know George stood up to Biff like he's like he never stood up to Biff in his life and you can't tell through a picture but you never know and it was Twin Pines Mall Twin Pines Ranch he ran over and killed one of the pine trees and became I guess Lone Pine Ranch and then became instead of Twin Pines Mall Lone Pine Mall and you see it in the sign. It's just, it's just one of those things where I was like, "Oh shit!" I never fucking noticed that. But also, I got a big screen TV now too, so you know, makes right, it right, easier. Right. Now you can read. Yeah, I can, I can read shit. That's like, oh wow, that's yeah. what it said all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I and, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I was. Uh, yeah, you are. Well, I don't really have to try. But I was. <laughs> um, I, I when that story came out that you're talking about that, I was like, no, no one noticed that. It's like I noticed it like right away. Like I thought they made it kind of obvious. Like they focused on the sign twice. <laughs> yeah, too busy looking at Michael J. Fox's ass. <laughs> well, I mean, like the in the second time around, I mean, it's it's they show it, but at the same time, you're seeing Michael J. Fox running up to himself and seeing, you know, Doc get shot again. So, it's probably just my ADD because my eyes are always shooting across the screen. Like, I never focus yeah. on one thing. Most normal people, yeah. you know, would probably be like, uh, would be focused in on the, oh, man, the guy from Taxi gets killed again, you know. That reminds yeah. me of a funny story, and I don't know what it really says about me, but we were in, we were in school one time, and we had this, uh, this stupid, I forget why we were doing it, but basically the assignment was we were going to watch a... Uh, like three minute clip of a James Bond movie and you had to write down everything you noticed something for story writing or whatever uh-huh. and uh, most people were like four or five things like he walks into a room or they notice the car I wrote 73 different things <laughs> I was like a lamp, a book, a pen <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher's like must uh must get headaches a lot <laughs> just looking at everything all the time like Amen. and you're like and then you're like uh, chris farley from tommy boy what what <laughs> i won the assignment bitch <laughs> give me my prize do you eat paint chips as a kid <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace i love that movie <laughs> yeah it's actually kind of funny too, because like Adam and I like a lot of the same movies. So when we start, like yesterday, started reciting lines from Forty-Year-Old uh, Virgin through Facebook Messenger. Are there movies that each of us like that the other one doesn't? Um, I'm sure there has. To be. I'm sure there is, but we tend to like a, a lot of the same movies. I mean, in the beginning, you loved fucking. Uh, what was that movie? Uh, the one with the hot chicks being the fighters. Um, oh, um, Sucker uh, Punch. Sucker Punch, yeah. You really like that one. That's the main difference when it comes to Steve and I in movies. Steve likes to critique a movie, like at its core. Well, the writing was a little weak and blah, blah, blah. I sit there and go, I had fun. And the, chicks that's it. Gave me, the chicks gave me a boner. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm a little more easier to... <laughs> entertain <laughs> like it was boring no let's see you're what's wrong with this country no just kidding <laughs> like like i was uh i remember when sucker punch i'm like it was there were parts of it that were boring but then when they were in the fantasy things it got it kinda, interesting it, it picked up and yeah then, you know i just waited for the next fantasy <laughs> <laughs> well like, see, like i can't watch that movie again like it's been on before and i'm like eh, and i change it yeah 
it, it yeah and it was like like you and i i think when we talked about it one time we were like saying how like the 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 dancing was the whole um the whole symbolism for her um having sex with each of these guys you know the and movie's actually kind of deep a little bit as deep as Zack snyder can get yeah but uh you know i mean there were just still some like little weak parts in it that were just kind of like oh yeah the story was all over the place yeah there's like three different stories going on at the same time. <laughs> they're all trying to be i mean if you did it just the way like the fantasy world that would have been kind of cool you know even but the thing like you like i i think you and i had said that the the whole fantasy realm would have been an awesome video game it played like a video game yeah you know which i mean you expect stuff like that from Zack snyder because he's such a fucking frat boy yeah you know yeah, and, but then he did Watchmen, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I liked it too. Yeah, fucking comedian is sick, dude. In the head. Yeah. What the fuck? When in all actuality, the comedian's really the only one that sees shit that's really going on. Yeah, he sees and it just for the way twists it is. his mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he fucked his own mind. I was like, what people tell me. Uh, a couple people told me, man, Zack Snyder really showed that he can get real deep with Watchmen. I'm like, no. The Watchman was deep. Yeah, he just like filmed it. Exactly. <laughs> really, he did. He just. Yeah. That's that's why, and that's the main reason why Watchmen didn't do well is because it is that's what happens when you like try to go full hundred percent with source material. Yeah. Yeah. And comic books are so all over the place. It doesn't fit. Yeah. And, and that's always the thing is like when people bitch about how like oh my god it didn't stick to the source material the source material had this it's like. Yeah, but there's you have to play it loose because yeah, otherwise you have Watchmen, you know, and it's just like no, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. And expect everybody to to get in there because then you would have you'll have and you'll still have the people that are like, oh well, you could have did better with this. I always thought that was kind of shit in the comic. It's like no, you either stick to it or you don't. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But another thing that pisses me off. <laughs> is PC-matic, dude. <laughs> we talked about this before, where they had had those commercials coming around of like, Microsoft's shutting off XP, so they're trying to bully you into getting Windows 8. You know, and it's all a plan, Grandmaster plan for them to rip off people. <laughs> and somehow they're like, hey, but if you stick with Windows XP, you just get us and we'll take care of it all for you. And it's just like, that's not what that's about dude it's like it, it's it's funny to me because like pc matic has always been you know you've always seen those really bad acted commercials oh your computer not running right well just run pc matic and it'll get rid of the, all those little errors in the blue screen and all that bullshit and then so it like turns, a south park character <laughs> i know right <laughs> But then you, that suddenly when that whole XP thing happens, suddenly we're an antivirus protection suite. We'll be able to, to protect you from everything, including, you know, Ebola. Yeah. You know, AIDS. <laughs> but uh, but this last commercial is bu has bugged me because they're like, because now it's all like, and it's the dude himself. The dude himself is not a good actor. He's supposed to be the the inventor, creator of PCmatic, which he looks like he sold cars for a living. It really looks like He probably it. did. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, the media has told us that you can – you uh, all the best uh, antivirus suites come from overseas. And it shows, like, you know, Avast and all the different countries that make all these different – um, antiviruses, but PCmatic is 100% American. You call us, everybody speaks English as the primary language. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, dude? first, there's, there's two things wrong with that. One, when it comes to software, I don't think anyone really gives a fuck where it comes from. This isn't a car. You know, nobody cares. Yeah. Two, who calls for support? Who calls for support? Okay, then. Three, um, I don't think you can go on TV and blatantly say they all speak English as their first language, American. <laughs> like, it just sounds racist. It's like suddenly you feel like the American flag should have dropped down behind him. And an eagle. And, ah, and the, and yeah, the and then suddenly he puts on the Uncle Sam hat and starts walking forward. It's bitches. like. 
<laughs> but I was like, but I'm looking at him like, going, since when did you become an antivirus suite? You yeah. know, it's like, I, I, I don't get it. I also feel that if America was giving a speech, they would drop the mic. <laughs> but to the, to be honest, I mean, and this is going to come off as, I'm not going to say this might sound racist because it is going to be sound racist. Is the fact of the matter is is that the people that he's he's talking to, the people that are that upset because they want American people to help them with their technical support, the guys of Asian descent. <laughs> so. To be honest, if you're going for that market there, probably not the best spokesperson. No, you know why? It, well, that's very true. But the reason why he even says Unless that, it was George Takai. Right, because everybody <laughs> loves him. And the reason, the reason And he why, speaks better English than most Americans. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's American. But the um, reason he even mentioned the American, like, English is the first language. It's the only people who buy PCmatic are dumbass retired people who barely know how to turn their fucking computer on. <laughs> because back in the day, they had rotary phones and fucking, and they wish they had them now and that kind of silly <laughs> shit. I deal with these people on a daily basis. Have you seen Why that? Why uh, they have to change things? <laughs> that progressive commercial where the lady's talking about, oh yeah, I got progressive online. It only took me like 15 minutes. And she hits the CD tray for her CD-ROM and then puts her coffee on it. Her coffee yeah. mug on her. <laughs> That's what, that's you know what, dude. I've had a, a couple of desktops come in, and there's some kind of liquid in the CD tray. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Uh, you know, well I know what to say. Next time I get into some news. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> see what maybe, I did there. That segue made me tingle, dude. <laughs> All right, in uh, movie news this week. As many of you out, uh, as many of you out there are pretty sure, Paramount's release of the Star Trek Into Darkness DVD and Blu-ray was a complete clusterfuck. Uh, the disc only had a couple of features actually on the disc itself, but all the extra bonus features were split up amongst the uh, various retail partners. Uh, some came with extra DVDs, some features, while other uh, with some features, while others were forced to go online to locate those features. It was lame, and they had to do something to repair it. Well, the guys at the Digital Bits managed to gain the ear of Paramount, and they admitted that they had made some serious mistakes in handling of the film. Well, they came together to create not the best solution, but one of the nicest ones we can expect. Star Trek The Compendium, which is set for, slated for release on September 9th. Uh, now, Paramount did an awesome job with the original Star Trek uh, Blu-ray DVD. So, Paramount is going to release the disc the, for the first and the second film together, now the first film will be exactly the same discs and all the features from the original release that that's still available now. However, Star Trek Into Darkness will have um, new content. It'll be over four discs, uh, a four disc set. Aside from the content, the picture quality will be different as well. Star Trek Into Darkness will not contain the original theatrical aspect ratio of the film, but it will contain the IMAX version of the film, which will be 2.35 to 1. In case you're wondering what that the difference will be, you will not see black bars on your televisions. Um, Finally, we actually, yeah, we actually have the uh, the we have two sta two shots that you can see on the website, thelazygeeks.com, the non IMAX and the regular IMAX. The site itself claims that Paramount is thinking of offering a rebate program for unhappy fans who purchased the original Star Trek Into Darkness Blu-ray for the um, and. Tri and exchange it for the compendium while it doesn't help people that purchased the original 2009 movie but i think it, uh, it'll make you consider buying it again uh you can see the official press release that has all the shit that's going to come on these discs um some of the cool stuff especially for uh into darkness which i think a lot of people are looking for is going to be an enhanced commentary commentary all this all the bonus features that were split up amongst best buy and target and walmart you know everyone are all together on on one disc as well as deleted scenes and a new gag reel so that's always fun to get to see that kind of stuff so you can check all that stuff out on the lazygeeks.com if you want to see the full list and i'll put it in the uh i'll put it in the links below on the website so you can go ahead and get on over to that i never understood like oh we're gonna do a rebate program who gives a fuck like just let them buy it again. 
No, because when I was reading up on this information, you know, um, Digital Bits was one of the one of the um, ones because the DVD release is supposed to be, you know, you get all the features in one. But what they, they it was stupid because Best Buy had certain ones, but they were no deleted scenes. Nobody got deleted scenes. All the extra features were little featurettes, and depending on where you bought them, you only had access to those three or whatever minutia amount of uh, features that you got. Um, and so a lot of people were kind of pissed about it because they wanted to see a whole lot more. And Paramount said, yeah, we kind of fucked up on that. You know, it was new people, new heads. We made these decisions, and we didn't really think it through. So they kind of, this, in my opinion, this is a way for them to say we were, you know, because Paramount's never been good with Star Trek fans. Yeah. You know, they've always have been really shitty with how they release the DVDs and the movies. And these guys kind of want to make it up to the fans. And I think that's kind of cool. You know, I think it's their way of saying, look, we, we, we admit we fucked up. You can trade it in if you want. You don't have to. But, you know, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think there's well you know what you know what I'm thinking about I'm not thinking about when they do it of their own free will I'm thinking about when customers complain and it's like a movie that came out s- seven months ago or mm. something and you're like dude shut up like just buy it again relax <laughs> you know and everybody knows that these these they're gonna come out with three different versions of this fucking movie anyway so just wait yeah god forbid well, they, they know, the cool thing was is they also called the, the, the website and those guys that basically this is all they do is they review websites and stuff or review DVDs and stuff like that and say, called them in and said, what should we do? What should we have done for the release of the DVD? So I thought it was all not that I thought was cool. Uh, quick unrelated update. If the U.S. wins their next game in the World Cup, they win the division <laughs> for the second um, or group, whatever the fuck they call it. Group G. That's where we are. And when we play the second place team from Group H, which is currently Belgium is currently in the lead. I've been following this shit. I never watch a game, but I just follow what's going on. <laughs> Adam was Adam and I were talking the other day. And Adam's like. You know, I kind of hope the U.S. wins the World Cup. I mean, the one country that could give a shit yeah. <laughs> about it wins. And just to... Because you, just, you just have them go in there and just go, America, and leave. No, you grab is, the cup and just leave. This is the funny thing, because knowing how much false pa- patriotism is in America, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but how just the hype train when it comes to that type of shit works yeah. here. If we won the World Cup, the entire country would erupt in... Yeah, we won the world. It's like these, none of these motherfuckers even know what it is. What just like, we won something. We won the World Cup. Yeah, we beat the rest of the world. What did we win? What is the World Cup? Oh, it's soccer. I have no idea what it's about, but yeah, we won. <laughs> America, America, bitches. <laughs> and then when they come, when they have the ticker tape parade, it's the song. America, fuck yeah. That's right, and I'm sure if we lose, uh, the media will somehow, probably Fox News, will somehow tie it into terrorism. Somehow. I don't know. No, the regular media were like, well, we knew we weren't going to win, but, you know, it was a good try. You know, it's like the, the special the Fox, kid. That, it's News. like the special kid that, you know, you know, it's like the Rudy moment. Well, they tried, and that's all that counted. You know? Fox they News. all got participation badges. Fox News would be like, if Obama didn't do what he did in Benghazi, we would have won the World Cup. Like, what? Oh, Jesus. All right, so Marvel is gearing up for the Netflix shows. Yeah, for the Netflix shows. And it seems like it's being taken seriously. Rosario Dawson of Sin City fame has been added to the Daredevil cast, which has been slated for a 13-episode run starting in 2015. Rosario, a comic book fan in her personal life, will play, quote, a dedicated young woman whose quest to heal the wounds of Hell's Kitchen bring, brings Matt Murdock unexpectedly crashing into her life while her own journey forever alters the course of his battle against the injustices of this broken city. America. 
Uh, <laughs> Marvel's Marvel's head of television. They have a head of television. Like that's the official title. <laughs> Marvel's head of television had a few positive things to say about Dawson on Marvel.com, saying, "Quote: Rosario Dawson is one of the most charismatic, talented, and powerful actresses in Hollywood. So she was always at the top of our list for um, Marvel's Daredevil." He adds. Her role in the series is absolutely critical to Matt Murdock's journey to becoming the hero we know as Daredevil. Rosario Dawson is a... This is me now, by the way. Rosario Dawson is a favorite of mine, and it will be nice to see such a big name in their new show. Keep an eye out for Daredevil and much more from Marvel Television coming to Netflix next year. <laughs> he may not... I may not be the hero that Hell's Kitchen wants. <laughs> But I'm, but he's the hero that it needs. <laughs> Deserves. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Daredevil should actually. There should be a one moment where Daredevil starts talking like this. I'm like, can, can you at least talk in a way that we can understand you? <laughs> Swear to me. You want to give it to my person? Sometimes it's as simple as putting a coat on a young boy. <laughs> I think that was the worst time for the Batman voice. Like I th that that one little bit there, I was just like, oh. And that was like the last thing he said. It's Batman. He should have just like said it as himself, you know, like pulled in, pulled in. I could just see it, pull, uh, you know, Gordon in and just be like. Or it could be, you know, just say it in his real voice instead of. Uh, it could be. be nice to put it. <laughs> Jesus, are you all right? What are you like a fourteen case guy today? You know. Well, you know that's why he was so quick to um, blow up with that damn nuclear bomb because he he was in advanced stages of lung cancer. <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ! It's like this guy smokes eighteen packs a day. <laughs> Going on to the gaming news, uh, this is one of those that uh, this is one of those occasions that we have a price drop in a pre-order of a video game. Granted, the game in question is the game that has been released for the PlayStation 3 about a year ago, so the PlayStation version of the game is expected to come out sometime next month. Yet we still ha find ourselves at the <laughs> at the news of a price drop over the weekend. Uh, Sony announced on Sunday that it that the price of The Last of Us Remastered for the PlayStation 4 will not be $59.99 as originally announced. The game will be offered at $49.99 when it hits store shelves on July 29th. Uh, if you pre-order the game and pay to the extra 10 bucks for the game, you will you, uh, they will refund you the difference. At the, as of this writing, this was on Monday, retailers like Amazon and GameStop had uh, should have either refunded you the difference or informed you the price change and they'll be funding you soon. However, confusion grew amongst pre-orders via the PlayStation Store. Many people were confused as the policy regarding pre-orders for Sony is very clear. They even made sure to put it in capital letters for you just so you didn't miss it. You may not cancel a pre-order at any time and refunds are not available for pre-orders subject to applicable laws. Well, I couldn't imagine that Sony would pull a dick move and keep the 10 bucks. If not refund you, they would have used the credit towards something else, which never hurts anyone. But yet, both the VP of Publisher and Developer Relations at, at PlayStation, Adam Boyes, and the president of Worldwide Studios, uh, Sheyu Hushida, took to Twitter to let people know how this will turn out. And basically... They said that you should get a $10 refund in the next five to seven business days. So this should rest everyone's mind, at least for now. You should receive your refund from Sony within the next week. I imagine that you probably will get it earlier, but if you're on the fence about getting the game for the PlayStation 4, you should consider it with being, you know, the updated visuals and DLC. And also, they also feature a director's commentary with Neil Druckmann and some voice and from uh, some commentary from the voice actors like Troy Baker, Joel, and Ashley Johnson, Ellie. So, I'm kind of su surprised that they they dropped the price now, like b after it was announced. I don't know why. Maybe they maybe pre-orders were down. Is all I can think of. Yeah, that's really that's only the only thing I could I could really call to. But 
Um, the thing is, is that as cool of a game as The Last of Us is, it's still a port from last generation. <laughs> right. You know, so I mean, it's not it, everyone who's going to buy it has already played it. Yeah. Unless there was this one holdout. I'm not buying any new games until the next until the next console. Because you know there's some of those. There's you know, definitely people like that, but that's usually older people who have other shit to do. <laughs> like younger gamers, you know, they don't really have anything to do, so yeah. they're gonna get the game anyway. Because I remember um, a lot of people were saying that about Tomb Raider. Like, oh no, they're gonna come out with a, you know, there's rumors that they're gonna call the next gen Tomb Raider and blah blah blah. Everybody bought it anyway. Yeah. You know, so but, still, but I think that I think Tomb Raider is gonna be one of the first games I buy for the PS4 though. I'll play through it again. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And the thing yeah. too is they're also doing the sequel on the next gen, so you know, that's that's an incentive too. So <sighs> Bitches be bitches, man. Yeah, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of bitches. Word. <laughs> um <laughs> 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 I realized the segue after I said that. So, um, the cleverly titled update, I'm not a hipster, is available now for GTA Online and adds some interesting things to the game. For all those hipsters out there, you'll finally get to live your dream in GTA and possibly provide easier targets for others. The update adds in a lot of clothing, obviously. Oh, yeah. For your digital, for your digital you to wear like skinny jeans, retro print T-shirts, and animal masks. I don't get that. Do they wear animal masks? Yeah, yeah. I think some of what them. Are, what are I think doing? I think, I think animal hats is more of it, not necessarily masks. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. What do you? Pap spear? Did they have? Did you get pap spear? Oh too? Jesus! It should. It should be added. It's like the. It's like it's some ambassador of hipsterdom went to the store and said, "What's the shittiest beer that no one wants to drink?" Oh, it's Pap's Blue Ribbon. Nobody drinks that. Jesus. I think that shit's toxic. <laughs> Which would be good since all the hipsters are drinking it. <laughs> Actually, Paps is at, um, a little bit. Of, it's it's it has a popularity where I'm from with the older crowd, but not much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this tastes like piss. <laughs> Where the fuck am I? Oh, other cosmetic additions like tattoos and hairstyles uh, round out your new look. Um, interesting to every to everyone, however, are new vehicles and weapons that are added as well. Seven new vehicles: the Glendale, the Warren, Warner, yeah, Warner, Blade, Rhapsody, um, Panto Microcar, and the six-seater Dubster. What the fuck are available? A few new weapons are available at ammunition, like the Vintage Pistol and Cavalry Dagger. There are twelve new jobs added as well. Um, this update may be a bit self-defeating, though. Um, sure, it's cool now because not a lot of people know about it. When it becomes too popular, though, it may be way too mainstream for its audience to like. Hipsters can be fickle. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes my daughter comes home and she'll have something on, like, and she doesn't do this often, but she'll have wearing something like on her face, whatever. That's very hipster, and I and I have to sit her down and go, "What do you think about?" <laughs> people in general and she'll say oh you know in the normal like a normal thing and I go um do you like things because they're not cool or do you like things because you just think they're cool and she goes I just like I'm like okay because hipsters are weird to me like they're so alt culture that they're they're so fake yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can't like that. Everybody else likes that. Well, there might be a reason everybody likes that. I have to, I have to find something so obscure, and just be like, the one person that knows about it. I know. We have a, a, we, have a we have a couple of friends on Facebook like that. I know a particular person um, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but we can we can keep the names out. Doesn't listen to this podcast because we're not talking about cats or the seventies. <laughs> I know um, exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> this chick. Beautiful girl. When you talk to her, she's very cool. Little, little weird, but she's cool. You know, was a friend of ours. Yeah. And um, but she's just. It has to be the '70s. I mean, and it's it's not just the '70s. It's obscure shit that people who lived in the '70s don't remember, <laughs> or didn't want to remember. Or didn't want to remember. <laughs> it was uh, one day. It was one day. She posted nothing but um, pictures of uh, 
and of course we remember these people but of um who's, who's the dude in the Beatles one of them that's still alive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Paul McCartney non-stop pictures of Paul McCartney and I'm like why there's a, there's a certain term called relevancy <laughs> like if it's not relevant like why are we doing it <laughs> just saying you know <laughs> All right, moving, moving right. <laughs> uh, all right, going into comic book news. Um, this is gonna be the one podcast she listens to. And she I know, right? Me a fucking message, you asshole. <laughs> You're such a fucking dick. Tell her to go <laughs> shut up and go pet her cat. Relax. Uh, you have to admit that Dazzler is one of the more embarrassing characters created by Marvel Comics back in the 70s. One of the hottest. (laughs) Originally designed as a cross-promotional character that would link comics to disco. (laughs) (laughs) The aspect officially... That aspect officially died by... Is that true? I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That makes so much fucking sense. (laughs) Originally, it was supposed to be a character who, you know, was a singer like she was in the comic... But it was supposed to be linked to, like, some CDs, and, like, they were going to create, like, a, a, a series on it or stuff like that. And it was just going to be this whole big cr- promotional kind of thing. And, uh, but, and she was, the biggest thing was going to be a disco singer. Uh, but then the that aspect died by 1980 when the comic was officially released. The character uh, that was later casted as a mutant with the abilities to turn sound into light energy. Uh, it wasn't until uh, recently that Marvel brought her back. While lay, she lay dormant for much of the 90s and early 2000s, they brought her back with Excalibur and made and made the return to Extreme X-Men back in 2012. She's kind of a cool character now. Like, yeah. They gave her a bit of substance, although it, her movie version was horrible. <laughs> she had not one ounce of depth. Like, she just, I'm hot, I'm hot, dazzle. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, she will be making the return in this year's Uncanny X-Men with a completely, completely new look. Um, now, we have the, the cover on the website, lazygeeks.com, uh, and it's a complete 180 from what we've seen of her. Brian Michael Bendis has revealed her new look in July's Uncanny X-Men number 24, and it looks like a total emo death rocker type of look. <laughs> Not sure how this will go over with the fans. However, you can kind of understand the look when you see what she's been through. Dazzler has been a mutant liaison with S.H.I.E.L.D. and was kidnapped and replaced by Mystique. After putting Dazzler in a coma, Mystique tried to create a new mutant genetic drug to sell. Magneto stepped in and and rescued Dazzler and took her to Cyclops to recover. Yeah, she's been through some stuff. The cover was done by Chris Anka, and I have to admit I'm not a fan. The issue of Uncanny X-Men will be a tie-in to the original Sin event happening now, and it'll be part of the last will and testament of Charles Xavier. Let us know what you think about on the comments on LazyGeeks.com. I think what we really learned here is that further evidence that Mystique's a fucking bitch. Isn't she? Like, everything she does, it's not just like, oh, I'm the bad guy. It's like, you had to go that extra fucking step, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a horrible, horrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, it's like she's gotten worse as the comics have gone on. Horrible. And uh, I'm yeah, the picture that <laughs> the cover has her like her clothes kind of tattered, and she's ripping up pictures of ver- old older versions of herself, and her hair is not blonde; it's brown. She's got this like faux mohawk thing going. She's, she's shaved sides. What the fuck? Sorry, my phone <laughs> made a funny noise. <laughs> told you to keep your porn muted while you're doing this. Mind your own fucking business. <laughs> don't tell me how to live. <laughs> anyway, that noise, although you don't know how, is the perfect segue into my article. <clears throat> Project Livewire, Harley Davidson's first electric motorcycle, will be featured in the upcoming Avengers Age of Ultron film as Black Widow's main mode of transportation. Leaked footage of the film showed Johansson's stunt double doing some work on a motorcycle, which we now know was the electric bike. By the way, her stunt double um, doesn't look like her at all. I know. Like, Especially the beard. The beard really throws you off. <laughs> no. Okay, well, she's not pretty, but that's not what I'm saying. It just Even the body isn't the same. Like, well, you CG. know, the stunt double's usually quick shots, you know. Yeah, like, I know, but now that I'm looking at an image when it's not moving, I'm like, that's okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm, 
I'm sure she's very talented at what she does, but the, even the stunt double for um, Captain America looks smaller, skinnier, and dorkier than he than. Yeah, but I think Chris Evans is really Captain America. Like that dude is like, <laughs> he's up there. Yeah. Be I don't need a stunt double. I can do this. Bitch. <laughs> Project Livewire is an important bike for Davidson for a variety of reasons. Being an all-electric machine. It has grabbed a lot of positive feedback for being cheap to keep going and good for the environment. Not everyone is excited about the bike, however, with a lot of people being reminded of one of the biggest draws to a Harley being the distinct sound that the engine makes. I guess. I read that. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, a, sound sh a sound surely the electric motor won't be making. All things in the name of progress, of course, and I'm personally very interested in this new piece of technology. The bike is the perfect pick for a character such as Black Widow, being very techy but still pretty, being pretty badass. I uh, can't wait to see the bike in action when the movie drops. Um, go to uh, we have a link. We have a link on the website to it, but I mean it's just the Harley Davidson website. I'll put the link in the show notes too. So yeah, yeah just to make it easier for you. Um, the bike is pretty cool looking. Like it has a futuristic look, but it looks like a bike. It doesn't. It looks like a crotch rocket. It doesn't look. Um, it doesn't look like a like a um like a cruiser or whatever. I wish it did. I kind of wish it had that like that Harley look to it. Uh huh. But I mean, I'm excited about this because I think even more so than the electric electric car, electric motorcycle makes sense. Right. You know, just getting around town real quick makes no noise. Like you just <laughs> <laughs> bitches. Oh man. Just saying. Just said. And you can let us know what you think about Scarlett Johansson stunt double. You know, I think I already know what people think about Scarlett Johansson stunt double. <laughs> let us know what you think about Scarlett Johansson. How about right. that? There you go. Because we all, all right. know what you think about Scarlett Johansson. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee. <laughs> I wonder if she wrestles. <laughs> Do you wrestle? <sighs> uh, technology news. One of the biggest issues with cloud storage is just who to go with. No one is truly cornering the market unless you look at Google, who offers 15 gigabytes of storage space to its Gmail users. Uh, Microsoft has always been lagging behind in many things. But they have actually taken part to find ways to uh, to compete. And it seems that they're trying something different with their newly christened OneDrive. On Monday, they announced that they are doubling their OneDrive cloud space for Microsoft users. If you have an email account with them, your personal cloud will increase from 7 gigabytes to 15 gigabytes, which puts you on par with Google. However, if you have Office 365 with that Adam and I both have, you will re you will receive an increase from 20 gigabytes to a terabyte. That's Bitch. a lot of fucking memory. I have especially technically for free too, because if yeah. you have Office, you didn't buy it for that. You bought it for right. Yeah. Um, so here's the breakdown: free storage climbs to 15 gigabytes from 7 gigabytes. All Office 365 users now get one terabyte of storage up from the previous 20 gigabyte allocation. Per Office 365 personal subscribers get one terabyte of storage for $6.99 a month. In the UK, £5.99 uh, a month. Office 365 home subscribers get individual storage of one terabyte for up to five people for $9.99 a month, or in the UK, £7.99 per month. Uh, Microsoft is also, um, is uh, also is reducing monthly storage subscription fees for users who don't want Office for $1.99, $1.99 for 100 gigabytes from down from $7.49 a month and it's dropping the price of its 200 gigabytes to $3.99 a month from uh, from $11.49 a month so that's mm. a hell of a savings there. Yeah. Um, if you already have any of these services, there's nothing for you to do. Starting starting in July, Microsoft will change over the plans to the new pricing, so you don't have to do anything to add to your schedule. Microsoft puts themselves in good competition point, given that Google is their only real competition. Currently, Box only offers 10 gigabytes for free, while My Dropbox only um, gives you 2 gigabytes for free. Quote, storage isn't super interesting. Uh, Angus Logan, uh, Microsoft's head of production management and marketing for OneDrive, said, "That's a hell of a title. Eh, monogram must look like an eye chart." Um, <laughs> we, 
what we build what we build on top of storage is we are not trying to be um, to just be in the storage game when we break even because storage is the only hammer we have to swing he continued if we can say that we want to deliver productivity across all devices and it also comes with cloud storage then it really changes the game from being focused only on storage which i agree yeah. yeah. Um, adding with an expanded cloud storage space for people that use Office 365 is a major win in that category. While cloud space in and of itself is not all that attractive, increasing cloud storage for people that already use the product will allow more people to use it and promote their product. To me, it just makes more sense that they would do this and it looks like they're doing it right. Yeah, because for me, I actually use OneDrive because I operate off of um, my laptop as well as my PC, and the PC is what I use to do the show notes and stuff like that. So everything's on OneDrive, so I can just easily swap it back and forth from computer, and it's nice. And now to know that I have a fucking terabyte, and there's so much shit on there now, and so yeah, that's a lot of fucking space. Yeah, and and for me, it's like my it's hard cool. drive isn't even that big. <laughs> I mean, my my primary drive is one terabyte. You know, so it's like it's it's a lot, and that's actually really what's really the, cool for me. What's the single file size limitation, though? That's the real question that you have to ask yourself. Hmm. Like, I think it's, I think Microsoft had a pretty high one, because Google sucks. Like, you you can't have anything over like. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember how much. Well, I don't know, cause like on mine, like I had moved everything into it just said drag everything over I don't even think it told me it just took longer for it to load it to the cloud because I have on my OneDrive I have um, everything for the Lazy Geeks pictures um, stories um, and all my uh, all my um, contributor stuff is all on my SkyDrive or is right. all my OneDrive and it just took a long ass time for it to, to pair up but it, there was no real limitation to it. I just saved everything into it, so I never really remembered them telling me you can't do this. But I know I remember Google because I tried to load some stuff and it's like you can't load any more than, you know. Me. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Give me all that damn space. I can't use it. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yourself. Don't, don't tease me then. Don't, don't tell me what I can't can't do my shit. <laughs> don't tell me just a tip, boss. <laughs> Before you tell me I can go balls deep, and then you just say no, just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I hate that. Uh, All right. So, speaking of Microsoft, uh, right, right. Uh, Microsoft's <laughs> latest version of the Surface Pro is a great device all around. You have to admit. Um, what no, the I don't. <laughs> what the company is calling the tablet that can replace your laptop, the Surface Three. Surface Pro 3 is a bit bigger this go around at 12 inches with a 2160 by 1440 resolution display and fourth generation Intel Core processor. Microsoft has also released three different models featuring Intel's i3, i5, and i7 processors. Uh, Microsoft is betting it all on this device, much like what they have been doing whenever they release something these days, and have come up with a new promotion to entice Apple users over to their side. I was going to say the dark side, but I felt that was a little, you know, a little biased. A little reach in there? Yeah. Until July 31st, 2014, if you bring your Apple MacBook Air into a Microsoft store, you can grab a $650 credit towards a new Surface Pro 3. The Air will have, the Air will have to be able to power on uh, when you bring it in, so don't get any slick ideas. The trade-in credit may vary depending on the condition of the Air you bring in as well. Uh, this is a bold move for Microsoft, however, I don't feel a lot of Apple lovers are going to jump ship just for a discount. Um, it's I said bold move, but honestly, it kind of isn't, because I think Microsoft even knows that not that many people are just going to give up their MacBook Air right. for this brand new weird device. You know, so it's, I don't know. I mean, you'll probably have some people that are like, well, you know, because I know um, Apple has, uh, what is it, uh, Office? you know for mac yeah so you can still utilize it and some people may just be like i don't really kind of like that i'd rather go with the microsoft because then it's all ingrained into the software yeah but i think yeah for the most part people are gonna be like ah fuck it i'm not gonna worry about it Eh, fuck it because it's like the surface pro is cool for windows users but then mac they're not gonna care what the hell do they need for it 
Exactly. I don't know. It's weird to me. Yeah. I only use I only use Windows when I'm at work, because otherwise I have my iPhone, my uh, my I have iPad, my superior Apple my, device, my Mac, and then my Apple TV. <laughs> it's like fuck, dude. <laughs> oh, and then I have my uh, my Apple cocksucker. When I feel nostalgic, I play games on my Apple Pippin. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> uh, where's my, uh, where's the little Apple? Remember that Apple, oh, what was it called? The one with the colored tops where they used to sell those ones without ROM drives and... Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was like in the late 90s where, oh yeah, you get these different colors. It was, it was the iMac. What? Oh, the iMac. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. The iMac. Yeah. It's the the original. It was when the iMac was first. Um, I think that was the first iMac. Yeah, check out the iMac. You can get the iMac. It's really cool. You can see through it and shit. And then Apple decided <laughs> that um, we were all much better off just having it silver. <laughs> so, thank you for oh, not having me waste my time with that <laughs> decision. Oh my god! All right. In this douchebag existence we call life, there are moments when humanity does something that's simply epic. And this is a spot we call hashtag epic. Oh. So uh, this week's hashtag epic, you know, I'll let you read this one since this was your guy. Will you? I right. will. I will. Plus it's This, is, this is coming <laughs> out from Fox uh, Carolina, so the Fox network specific to... Uh, North or South Carolina. I'm not too sure. One of the Carolinas. Um, a Reddit post went viral over the weekend after a little girl wrote a note to get her dad a day off work for his birthday. And the dad's employer, Google, wrote her back. The letter written in blue crayon, no less, uh, begins, Dear Google Worker. Uh, it continues, Can you please make sure when daddy goes to work, he gets one day off, like he can get a day off on Wednesday, because daddy only gets a day off on Saturday. The note is signed from Katie, then includes two postscripts. You know what's funny? I never knew what PS stood for until I read this. Really? No. No one ever told me. Oh, wow. I think I asked when I was younger and a teacher, and they didn't know. Just <laughs> PS. Fucking schools, man. Yeah, I know. Um, Comic core bullshit. <laughs> fucking Obama, dude, I swear. <laughs> Affecting the 1980s school system. Um... The first, the first reminds said Google worker that Wednesday is her dad's birthday, and the second said PPS, it's summer, you know. Like, I guess that makes a difference. Uh, Katie's dad's boss from Google sent her a response June seventeenth. Senior designer Daniel Shiplikov uh, thanked the girl for her letter, praised praised her father's beautiful and delightful work, then gave him the entire week of the entire first week of July off. Uh, Google confirmed to CBS 46 uh, the valid validity... <laughs> validity? It's, it's just late. Uh, of both Katie's letter and Google's response. Uh, and I'll actually read... I pretty much read her letter because her letter is pretty short. I'll read Google's full letter. It says, Dear Katie, thank you for your thoughtful note and request. Your father has been had at work designing many beautiful and delightful things for Google and millions of people across the globe. On the occasion of his birthday and recognizing the importance of taking some Wednesdays off during the summer, we are giving him the whole first week of July as vacation time. Enjoy. So I thought that was really fucking nice, dude. Like a big yeah. company, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to go one step further. And it's vacation time. So, hey, asshole, yeah. take the week off. You're not going to get paid for it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like they, they hooked him up. You know, he's going to get paid. Yeah. He could spend some time with his family, you know. And Google's been known for having very uh, easy work. Uh, work schedules. Like, yeah, Google's one of those companies that if you're producing, like if you're a hard worker and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, they, they have your back. Yeah. Like there's been countless stories about that. I wish I could work at Google. It's yeah, a fucking so privilege to work at Google. <laughs> <laughs> and it is cool though to get that. And it's like, and what they didn't say in the story is they also mailed him a pink slip. So he has more than just yeah, the first week off. More than a week off. Oh <laughs> no. Um, no. No, but it's cool. That's really cool. It's 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 cool, especially with, you know, asking like, oh, can you give can you give my dad a, his day off for his birthday, you know? And I'll be like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's really cool. Now, if you'd like to recommend a hashtag epic for the podcast, please recommend it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lazygeeks, or mention it on our Twitter at the lazygeeks using hashtag epic. And 
epic and uh be sure to type it that way epic epic uh, <laughs> you can even email it to us at the website at theleastgeeks.com. All right, so uh, really quickly, uh, wrapping things up, uh, site comments. We have one site comment this week from Heather on my comment, on my story about uh, Lifetime Network bringing up a behind-the-scenes of Saved by the Bell uh, docudrama. 60 <laughs> seconds, no, <I'm> <laughs> 60 minutes. Or yeah, um, they're bringing up a yeah, behind-the-scenes uh, docudrama. Uh, for Saved by the Bell, and she her comment was, "I can't wait! I'm so excited! I'm so scared!" <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that actually know Saved by the Bell, and which I did because I actually watched it, and I think Adam and I talked about this last week. Um, you re you get the reference where she was taking caffeine pills yeah, in a I very special episode of Saved by the Bell. You know what really makes that episode look really stupid is the episode of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air where he took speed. Oh, yeah, it's almost right. like that's what they got the idea for. Like, let's have them take an actual drug, right. so it can actually make some sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Instead of taking caffeine pills. Oh Jesus! <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show. iTunes, the website, or Lipson. We are even on Stitcher now. So let us know how we're doing, and so we can see if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Uh, we're probably we, full of shit. Just like you know. <laughs> just like in advance, we're probably that's that's you won't get as kind of a letter from us as you would from Google. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, someone, if some kid sent me a letter, I'm like, look, kid, if you want to have all that pretty fucking toys you have in your room, you shut the fuck up and let daddy come to work. As a matter of fact, he's working Saturdays now too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you like them apples? <laughs> And you send an apple with it. Yeah, do your homework and shut the fuck up. That'd be uh, so fucked up. <laughs> that would be funny, though. Uh, we have a bunch of social media, too. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We're even now on Vine. So go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, and we have links to all our various social media havens. So that is it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks Podcast. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next time, a peace out. And baby, baby.